welcome to the Binge on This podcast, a podcast that you can safely binge and actually lose weight with Michelle Hasty Thompson. So what is the absolute worst advice that a wellness professional could give you? I mean, let's not beat around the bush. There's a lot of things they could say that would be pretty bad advice. And trust me, I've heard it all over the years of people coming to me and saying, well, I did this because that person told me to, I did that, I did this, whatever. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that this is the advice that's floating around out there. So we're going to dive into what that advice is and what we can do instead. But before we dive into that, I just want to thank you so much for showing up and tuning in because this podcast is inspired by you and there's nothing more important to me than you walking away with permission to be more of yourself, including having your ideal body. If you've been enjoying this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Nothing makes me happier than knowing you're picking up what I'm putting out. All right, let's dive in. So this was actually inspired by a, I think it was a book that Martha Beck wrote. If you're not familiar with Mark, Martha Beck, she is a life coach. She's been around for a minute and she's got some books out that are really, really phenomenal. And she writes an article in Oprah Magazine every month and I just really adore her. And so she posted, I believe it was in a book or an article, it said, Martha Beck, I know I should eat celery instead of fudge, but what if I really want fudge? And then the trainers, the dietitians say, well, you can have a small square of dark chocolate, which makes sense, right? Martha Beck says, but what if I really want fudge with marshmallows? And the trainers and dietitians would say, well, you just don't keep that kind of thing in the house. And Martha Beck said, but what if I sneak out of my house at three in the morning and drive to the Piggly Wiggly and buy a pound of fudge and eat it right at the cash register? And of course, the trainers and dietitians advice is, well, you just don't do that. And I laughed when I read that passage because that is kind of the only advice they can really give at the end of that is just don't do it. Just have willpower. Just be mentally strong and mentally tough. And and then, you know, you think about this and it doesn't really provide any kind of solution and it forces us to think, well, then I must, you know, that must be the norm and I must be really weak or pathetic or just not strong enough to be able to do this and everybody else can. And that's the impression it gives, even though it's well-meaning, like, well, obviously that's not going to be helpful to get to you to where you want to go is what they're thinking. But at the same time, it's not helpful. It doesn't, doesn't move you in any direction. I remember when I was struggling and I would go to professionals and say, help me. I, I am not losing weight and I'm doing everything. And they'd give me kind of the same answer. Like, well, we just don't really know. Just eat less food and move more. It's like, I am. And it's just sort of the end of their tools in their tool belt. And so the other thing that it, that we're not really talking about is when we give that kind of advice, when they give that kind of advice, it actually creates more obsessions and more obsess uh, or more ruminating over the thing that we're trying so hardly not to eat. So pretty soon we'll find ourselves in the chocolate aisle hoarding our M&Ms. Um, a client told me, you know, Michelle, I ate half a bag of peanut M&Ms. And I said, oh, well. And she says, no, it was a big bag. And I said, oh, well. So you ate half a bag of M&Ms. You never eat chocolate and you finally went crazy and ate it. Good riddance. It's about freaking time. Your body must have really wanted that chocolate. So congrats on listening. Or your body really wanted to get out of deprivation and it knew that was the way how. Now, I'm not saying we should all get up and grab the biggest piece of chocolate, but if you find yourself in my client situation, 
you can easily pass this without weight gain because we gain weight from the obsessing and the thinking and the dwelling and the infesting our minds with toxic and punishing thoughts from eating the M&Ms. The more you can shrug your shoulders and move on, the less impact those wonderful chocolate delights will have on you. So my no care attitude to my client was my way of giving her a deep cleansing breath. She looked at me hoping for punishment and a pall, like, you're not supposed to do that. However, you are supposed to do that. You're human. And when you tell yourself not to eat something, your mind will fill up with thoughts of chocolate and fudge, and eventually your mind will take over and walk your body to the store and eat a chocolate cake. Try to do your best to learn from a situation, but don't dwell. If you splurge, who cares? It's fine. You can take a couple moments and think back about why you may have done it. Maybe I was deprived. Maybe I was starving. Maybe I have cravings. Maybe I'm emotional. Figure it out or don't figure it out, but move on. The more you dwell, the more calories that food will be worth. And the next time you hear, just don't do that as their lovely piece of advice, you can laugh and say, oh, okay, no problem. Got it. Thanks for the sound advice. I'll for sure run with that. And the thing about it is that you you really need to allow yourself to be human. There was a, I think it was a study I read. I read so much, I kind of mix things up. But there was a, I believe it was a study that said if they had someone who never struggled with weight, a group of people, they had people that did struggle with weight or had food issues, weight issues, and they put the same plate of food in front of them, which was spaghetti. And then they, I forget all the measurements they did because I read this study many years ago, but they basically measured everything that happened in the body in response to this plate of spaghetti. And what they showed from this study was that that plate of spaghetti that was identical in the two bodies, there were completely different reactions in terms of the chemicals and the hormones and the digestive processes and the enzymes and the juices and everything that happened. And of course, the neural brain activity um, the parts of the brain that were fired, they were just all different. And so it's really interesting to think about the fact that it's not all about what we eat, but about who we are and why we're doing it and what the motives are and what our thoughts and beliefs are around what the experience and around our bodies and around food, and then allowing that to play a role in what we're eating. Because it would be very easy just to say, this food means this, and this food's good, and this food's bad, and this food's unhealthy or healthy, and, and just have it kind of printed out on a piece of paper as if this is exactly what happens with these kinds of foods, and that would be fine if it were a robot. Because we are humans, we cannot ignore the brain, <laughs> the, the human part of us that interacts with this sort of easy-to-understand food stuff with just like carbs equals energy or whatever it is. Um, and we say that a lot, right? Like, carbs turns into sugar turns into fat like that's a statement that's made and we don't really think about the fact that it can't ever be that simple because what does that carb mean to that person and what is that person's perception of carbs and what is that person's history with carbs and what's their belief about themselves and all of that plays into what happens inside of the body when that food is digested and and assimilated and the nutrients are pulled and all of that process so I say all that so that you understand that there's more to the story here and to allow yourself to be human. If you want something, eat it, enjoy it, be present with it. And remember that when you do that, it creates an alternate experience in the body than when you eat it with guilt and with the weight of I shouldn't be doing this and this is bad. And all of that plays a role 
And we also let our body be our guide so that if we're doing something consistently and then our body gives us messages back, symptoms that say, I don't like this, that we listen and we consider that. And we say, okay, body, what is, what's going on here? What are you not liking? And then you use that feedback and give the body what it does want or need. Since you are a loyal listener of Binge on This, I want to invite you to my brand new online training. It's totally free and it'll teach you the four steps to permanently end weight gain and live in your ideal body for women that have tried every possible weight loss method. You will learn exactly how I lost my weight and how I teach all my clients to do this without restrictive dieting or extreme exercise. And don't want to battle weight and food anymore. This is for you. Just head to totalbodyhealthsolutions.com forward slash webinar. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe, and let your friends know about this podcast. Share the wealth, all right? I'll see you next time.